10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. Good luck, studio. 493, You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Charlotte Podcast with me, Paul the Charlotte. How are you doing? I'm right. Martin's here. Uh, Hello. Martin Holmes, that is. Hi, Martin. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we're here to talk about some music. Um, in fact, this is a, a very exciting year for me because although... He's alive! Uh, Chandler's alive! I am alive, but not for much of it, to be fair, but... Uh, um, uh, I, 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 would, I would have been a twinkle from about February or something, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Um, but yes, 1973. Eight percent um, of the year. Eight <laughs> percent. Well, that, that was the twinkle bit. I, I was only here from November. The, mid, mid, you were November. gestating for most of it, though. Yeah, I was thinking. Um, I had my had my oh hand my on my. I love doing my Bruce Forsyth impression. <laughs> the proverbial bun in the oven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're allowed we, to say that, I don't know. Anyway. We have done, we have done, well, listeners may remember we did do a mini episode about 1968 and 1973 when I, with Nick, a while back, um, and it was quite a while back because uh, those were our birth years, but we never actually properly did 73, and now we've properly done 68. We definitely have to do 73 properly. So. It's only um, fair. Unfortunately, he couldn't get Nick today, so he's stuck with me. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we, we, we left Nick in 1975, so... Did we really? Oh, yeah, uh, we got a couple of years. Um, uh, we're catching we, with him and bring him back. <laughs> then I think we're going to hop back to the, the early 50s. But, uh, uh, if I can take you with me there. But anyway, uh, that's that's in the future. So let's run the theme music and when we come back... We'll... The future's yeah. in the past. The past, though, and, oh, and yeah. oh, God. oh, no, you're messing with my head now. <laughs> we'll get to about 73 but we'll run the theme music first and we'll be back in a moment it's time for my old buddy old pal from across the channel across the pond Paul Chandler the shy daddy he's not that shy oh All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? But that's right. He's not all that shy as bright. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. No, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all gooey and greasy and yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and we're back. So, Yay. do you have any particular memories of 1973? 
You know, I was I was thinking about this uh, before we started recording today, and the only vivid thing I remember, and I don't even think it's something I particularly remember because of it being uh, of it being 1973. Other than the fact I do remember Tit Royal Wedding, Tit Anne and Mark. Uh, now I believe that was that actually in November. Was that about the time you were um, arriving not from sure. planet? Chandler. <laughs> yeah, not, it's not in my list of. No. Uh, of Maybe it was a, yeah. The only thing I remember is I think it was because uh, my, that thing, it, things mess up in your head. I remember I had to go into next door's house, and next door's house only had a two-channel television that was black and white. And for some reason, I ended up seeing part of it in there, possibly because my mum was out. But I can't imagine my mum wasn't doing anything other than watching a royal wedding because she did that sort of thing. So I literally don't know. I imagine it was a holiday. I imagine we had the day off for it. But uh, for some reason, I had to go into next door's house for a while. And that was very strange, more, more because I was more bewildered by the fact that, one, why can't I change the channel? And why can't I change the channel away from this? But there we go. That's the thing. I would have been nine. I mean, and I, I, I think I've said to you before, I don't have very strong memories of anything much before the age of 12, but the moments pop in. But one of those things that specifically does pop in is, strangely enough, the um, that, that royal wedding. Wait, I've not watched a royal wedding since. It put me off for life, obviously. I think, I think maybe that was the thing. Nine years old and people are saying, watch these lovely people being on. And you go, ah, get away, get away, parasites, bah. I'm trying to find out when... I'm trying to find when it happened. Uh, they got engaged in May 73. Mm. Um, Mark Phillips, I believe, was his name. The Captain. Here we go. Um, yes, you were right. They married, they married just after I was born, by about four days. On no, the well, 14th, there you go. They were waiting. They were waiting so they yeah. could invite you. On the, 14th, <laughs> on the 14th of November 1973, the couple married at Westminster Abbey. Yeah, there you so, oh, I missed your birthday. Sorry, Paul. Happy birthday. Oh, no, it's next <laughs> Next month. Uh, well, but it will have been about three probably by the time it's get messing with my mind. <laughs> oh, I thought you were not, I, for some reason. I thought you were October. I got I got October in my head. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, no, that's the cat. <laughs> uh, I thought you shared a birthday. That was the, but no, you share a birthday with Ick, don't you? That's, that's right. Yes, that's it. right. Well, well remembered. That was uh, it. No, I knew you shared a, a, a birthday with someone in your in your um, in your household. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when I saw it was Dealey's birthday the other day, I thought, oh, it must also be Paul's birthday. But no, hung. I'll tell you some actual facts that we Ooh. know happened according to this. On the, on the 9th of January, Mick Jagger's request for a Japanese visa is rejected on account of a 1969 drug conviction. Um, so they, right. they couldn't go to Japan for their tour. Has he ever um, been? I mean, he must have been to Japan in the last 50 years, though. It must have been since then. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the 14th of February, David Bowie collapses from exhaustion after a performance at New York's Madison Square Garden. I don't think I've ever heard about that. Um, and on the 1st of March, Pink Floyd releases The Dark Side of the Moon. Ah, well, we talked about that in the last one, didn't we? And um, yeah, it's, uh, that it, it that they'd played it and they yes. were probably still playing it, but uh, it would be another hmm, several months before it actually came out. On. And wasn't it wasn't then it was in the album charts for five years or something? Like that, yeah. Do you have a what? copy of Dark Side of the Moon, Paul? Um, I may. I'm not a massive one, but I did date somebody who mm. who was. So I kind of got interested for a while in that around that time. The only the only Pink Floyd I had before that was Relics, which is a sort of mixture of their early stuff. Um, my sister had it on vinyl. 
Uh, but I, I mean, I have acquired, I did acquire it on CD, but um, I think my sister had one. Interestingly enough, I had to um, adapt their album cover design for a tribute band a couple of years ago called Iron Bell. Mm-hmm. In case anybody's listening, they won't. Mind you, I don't know how many of your listeners are in the north of England, but uh, but I had to do I had to do a version. So I had I changed the prism into a bell shape, and that was I was I was very glad they picked that album as the one they wanted, not yeah. one where the guy sort of set fire to himself, because that would have been very difficult for me to to, <laughs> yeah. to do a version. Uh, at least one of the albums is just like a blur, isn't it? Of like of, of one of the very early ones is just like a. Uh, like it's like somebody's been mucking around with a paint jar. But, um, there are some who believe that uh, it's only the Sid Barrett version of Floyd that's worth spending any time with. But I don't know. I, I have I have a collection of that, but I actually find it a, a less. You know, I, I enjoy listening to it less. Let's put it that way. Uh, we have more drugs problems on the eighth of March. Paul McCartney. We? <laughs> well, not us personally, but um, Paul McCartney is fined. $250 after pleading guilty to charges of growing marijuana outside his Scottish farm. Like nobody's going to Japan this year, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the looking time. <laughs> I don't know, because I'm pretty sure that the Beatles would have been stoned at some point when recording. Uh-huh. They, they, didn't, they managed not to sound stoned. Does that, oh, that mean they'd be the Rolling Beatles and the, yeah. and the, <laughs> oh, the Beatles Stones? They were, all, they were all rolling back then. Um, they were all March. at it. They were all at it, Mr. Hancock, sir. They were all at it. Uh, 14th of March, the singers Stephen Stills and Veronique Sanson are married oh, near Guildford. Yeah. I only mention that because it's near where I live. So, um, And on the 7th of April, Cliff Richard takes part in the 18th Eurovision Song Contest. Right, where he, he finished. He done he, for drugs as well, isn't he? Not that not we know of. Um, he finished third that year with Power to All Our Friends. It's quite a catch. Yeah, he doesn't do that at Wimbledon, does he? It's... It's above average for a Eurovision entry. Uh, quite, yeah, it's, it's one of those slightly timeless jobbies, really, but it's also, you, you kind of feel, didn't it get, it probably got nicked for a load of power company adverts. Know, <laughs> um, oh, somebody who didn't get done for drugs that year is... Uh, Mary Hopkins. No, no, Dennis Zeppelin, surprisingly. Um, they Zeppelin? They embarked on a tour. They didn't, well, they didn't get caught. Embarked on a tour of the United States um, during which they set so. <laughs> during which they set the record for the highest attendance for a concert: fifty-eight, wow. no, fifty-six thousand eight hundred at the Tampa Stadium in Tampa, Florida. The record okay. was previously set by the Beatles, and they recorded the film "The Song Remains the Same" during that tour. Um, a lot of my friends were big fans of "The Song Remains the Same" when I was in those years when I knew nothing about music, much like the years I'm in now. And uh, and I know that it was one of those things that they would watch on video or it'd been recorded or they'd recorded it off the video. So it was years later. But they or or it was even just on late night television. They were, oh yeah, watch this song reminds the same man, you know, and you think, Oh, did you really? I have a clue. It took me a long time to go into Zeppelin. Long time. We also have two two more David Bowie facts. Um on the 12th of May. He stood he, up again. <laughs> no, yeah, he was the first rock artist to perform at Earl's Court. Oh, okay. And then on the 3rd of July, he retired. Was it some trade show or something? <laughs> <laughs> not sure. 
yeah, on the 3rd of July, he retired um, Ziggy Stardust. Oh, um, so he just retired. I'm sure he was around after then. I'm sure he was. The 50 um, Cent Comeback Tour. It's, uh, 20, 25th of May, Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells was released. Ah, The Exorcist. <laughs> and 30th of June, Ian Gillen quits Deep Purple. Uh, I like Gillen. Gillen were a fun band. Well, I mean, Deep Purple for a fun band, but uh, I, have, I have a Gillen uh, CD somewhere. On the 4th of July, Slade drummer Don Powell is critically injured in a car crash. Like um his his twenty twenty year old girlfriend is killed. I was trying to think what critically means. I thought critically meant that, that he was dead. No, no, that would be fatally. No, <laughs> sure. Critically just meant he probably yeah, had to go to the ICU for a while. I yeah. see you, yeah. I see you, I yeah. see you for quite a long time. It's probably a very bad injury, that's mm. the On the thirteenth of July, Cream released their debut album. In seventy three, um, huh? That's surprising. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, it's a good album, that that first Queen album. Some people uh, think the sound quality is not great, but I think I, they, uh, they keep yourself alive and all that stuff is actually really it's 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 actually you know in and of itself if they'd only ever made that album and had been sort of almost a forgotten I, it, it's actually still a pretty good pretty good sort of forty minutes or whatever. I've got the odd Queen album, but I've not ever really got into the albums in separate on the separate in the way I have with say Bowie, but. Mm. Um, on the, the, it's a bit early in the year, but I think it's happened before. I think all the exciting things happen in the first six or seven months. <laughs> when everyone else is getting ready for Christmas. Oh, so, right. Yeah, that's it. Now you've um, got to go shopping for six months. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the 15th of July, Ray Davies of the Kinks made an emotional outburst during a performance at White City Stadium announcing he's quitting the group, but he later withdraws the statement. Mm. 1973 would have been a bit of a sort of... I don't know if that's sort of that's certainly after it's a year of flux, isn't it? It's, it's definitely it, a year of yeah, change. They, they the, old, the old in with the new, and, and we're in transitions, and yeah, people stopped, are moving around from band to band. They'd stopped having, um, they would, they didn't have a full lineup anymore, or an original lineup, and they weren't having hits uh, <laughs> in the UK anymore. I think it's just a little bit before they started to take off in America, because right. Um, I, yeah, America got all excited about the later Kink stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much they know about the 60s. The, the stuff we think of is the best of the Kinks. Um, uh, he, he became um, quite the sort of celebrity musician, didn't he, in America? I mean, I, I, su- I suppose there was the thing, there was a living to be made over there. And along, but didn't what didn't he, wasn't he involved with Chrissy Hind later on? So he was a, he was a bit of sort of godfather of punk in many ways. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the actual dates, but yeah, yeah. I read a, an autobiography by her, but I don't think she goes that far. In it was more about the early days before. I'm hoping she'll do another one because there's not that wasn't that much about the Pretenders itself. No. Right, well, let's get on to some of these number ones. I'm just okay, okay. Yeah, in with a bullet, start of the year, nineteen seventy-three. Yes, I just want to double check. The lists I've got are the looking at the right year. <laughs> it's always useful. Well, I've got two different sources, and I, I uh, don't want. To... You notice they suddenly dub it, dubbed in the word four, four. <laughs> we've, we've looked at the wrong list, and, and suddenly we've missed, we've skipped a year, and so we'll have to we'll have to do some wild tracking where I go. 1974, 1975, 1976, 1977, <laughs> 1977, 1978, 1972. <laughs> well, the first 
I've confused you. <laughs> you always confuse me. It's fine. That's what I'm here for. Um, don't forget, I used to, when I used to do Sutton Park, I never quite knew who the, uh, the what the other actor was going to who say. Who was turning up this week? <laughs> I didn't, and also I didn't know if they were going to say something that really, you um, know, really changed the plot line. I don't, I, 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 there was definitely an episode of Sutton Park where one of my co-stars um, had had a. A, a, a fake to fit and, and and collapsed and refused to be refused to put a hat so we just had to kind of okay he's so he's dead then <laughs> are you sure you're not going to wake up <laughs> he he wasn't really dead but and he did come back in the series later but you know it wasn't planned you could always come back that's the I, thing mind you in, uh, in your sort of show you could probably come back as your robot twin brother anyway oh, we did that in some part definitely yes. um <laughs> And we grew, we grew a new one from a hand. Actually, we did that on, we did that on Sutton Park long before they did it on Doctor Who. Well, you, well, you didn't know that Russell T Davis was an avid fan, did you? He probably has access to the archives, Sutton Park archives, and I never realised. <laughs> okay, so our first number one, it's the Perhaps last. It. Perhaps you should offer to go back as showrunner on new Sutton Park. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely know enough. So I'm not letting anyone else do, do it. So our first number one, 1973 in the UK is the same as the last one of 72. Oh, well, that's it, a memory test now. You're going to check, and I haven't listened to it back yet. Go on, go on, tell me, tell me. Long-haired lover from Liverpool. Oh, okay. I wish you hadn't told me now. <laughs> I can't remember. That, that, was, that was number one for another three weeks. You know, I, the thing that gets me about Jimmy Osmond, little little, little Jimmy Osmond, there's one, well, there are two things. Really. <clears throat> one is that you, I can't, you know that thing where some people, for some reason, seem to find children appealing and endearing, and it seems to be assumed in adverts that if they put an advert with you know, with a child in it, you're going to go, oh, and I just, they just make me kind of go, oh, go away. <laughs> the other thing about uh, Jimmy Osmond is you kind of wonder, and I also get this a little bit with um, the Bangles, is if either of them really knew where Liverpool was and how to say it, because... <laughs> So what's a Liverpool? Don't worry about it. It's in the lyric. <laughs> well, of course, that was a couple of years as well. So they they wouldn't have even have thought it was not like they wrote that song. So they wouldn't even have they would have been performing it as a cover. So uh, uh, long long haired lover from Hartlepool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just looked that that had been that was number one for five weeks in all, so two weeks in seventy two and three in seventy-three. What um, a start to the year. No, you know, there was that blue Monday that comes about three weeks into January. That's because basically they've had five weeks of little Jimmy Osmond at number one. Yeah. Um well our next number one after that for five weeks again, um, up until late February is Blockbuster by Sweet. Now that is a tune. <laughs> I mean, I, if, again, it's funny. I I'd sometimes think that if, if there's any, there are certain songs that actually define an era, and in many ways, apart from the fact that it's, his brother was Taggart, which still throws me. I know I've mentioned that. Before, I, I did. Refer, I did research. I did research that it was actually his Come. adopted brother. Adopted. He was he, uh, the guy from Sweet was adopted by Taggart. It's funny because. Because actually, I always thought there's something about the eyes. You can tell we're related. <laughs> well, I think they, I think, I think they had a discussion as to whether. I think I read on this that, that, that as brothers, they discussed that they did look similar. So I don't know if that inferred that they thought that the, his father was his father. You know, his. Oh, I see what you mean. Might have adopted from. But it was never spoken about. I don't know. I don't know if that was what the the the, the yeah. thing I read was inferring. Or, but um, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> It, it, it's a good, it's a good one because it sort of, 
it builds up, doesn't it? And then it goes back and starts again, and then then it explodes into the chorus. No, they they they're a pretty good band this week, to be honest. To be fair, I mean, I know that the problem is now, to a certain extent, they just look slightly ridiculous because of the glam fashions. But but actually, musically, you know, just on the ears, they 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 were some as as the youngsters, but have some banging tunes. I tell, I tell you what sweet song I kind of, I don't think I knew it as well, uh, but I I sort of, I don't know if it was when I was doing that, doing the episode from 1978, but um, one of their last hits, Love is Oxygen, um, that's a really good sweet song. Uh, yeah, I, do, I do like Ball, Ballroom Blitz, Man on yeah. the Back said Everyone Attack. Yeah. But that's uh, interesting because that's sort of in my mind. Uh, sort of slightly gels with uh, Susie Quattro as well, and you know, there's there's a whole sort of mm, uh, th- that sound for some reason that's quite very raw actually for glam or for what you might call glam rock, very raw sound. The pair again, you can sort of see the proto punk coming in there, you know, that that raw guitar sound and sort of heavy sort of drum beat. Yeah, well, we have a um, another uh, class uh, number one. Mm-hmm. That follows the suite for four weeks. Uh, we have "Come on, Feel the Noise" by by Slade. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, one the same the, thing. You know, say, there, there's obviously a '73 sound, isn't there? Because that again, raw. Yeah. Playing fast and loose with spelling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, yeah, there's a Z in noise, um, and um, it's probably yeah. American spelling as in the OED the Oxford and, English as opposed to what's what's the um, what's the American dictionary called yeah, yeah I'm not sure Ch- is um, it chamber anyway yeah, never mind chamber um, well the, the number one after that is less exciting and but it only lasted for one week okay. and I, I, I'm not sure if this is a song that uh, I know or whether it's a different song it's the 12th of Never by Donny Osmond the 12th of Never that's that, got to be a cover, hasn't it? I'm sure that's been done by others. Uh, it was done by Johnny Mathis in uh, the 50s. Yeah, I, I felt Frank Ifield itching at my brain then, but I'm obviously wrong. <laughs> so Cliff did it in 64. Yeah, uh, yeah so one a decade, basically. Cliff's version got to number eight, and uh, Johnny Mathis's wasn't released in the UK. So yeah, Donny Osmond's is the... What it's was really it about the Osmonds? I mean, the, the Osmonds collectively and the Osmonds individually, they just seemed to dominate music in 1973. I remember the footage of them at uh, the concert at Bellevue where they, they, they smashed all the windows, you know, and, and all that kind of thing. And they were, and I'm looking, and you look at them now and you think, what was the appeal? What was, again, I do feel a, 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 a thick streak of, of cynicism is creeping into my responses this year, but possibly that will be caused by the Osmonds because. There's a just a strange, sickly, sweet, saccharine something going on there. And I can't really get my head around what the appeal was because they were ghastly, really, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 what I don't understand, I'll, I'll, when, when, you, when you see like boy bands singing really soppy songs, are they, literally, they must literally be doing it for the, their audience. They can't really enjoy those songs that much because it's just they're just so sappy and i mean they may sing them and get a good 
following mm-hmm. and, and it may lead to some dramatic yeah. encounters but mm-hmm. oh, you have to stay, still have to sing those awful songs there are there are even to this day i mean like, as, as we've talked about in the past i mean i am I'm, i do like the monkeys but there are a couple of monkeys tracks that i just cannot bear they are so saccharine i have to just and there were those ones they made davy jones do presumably to appeal to the teen market well, and i just have uh, <laughs> that yeah what's the other one um it's not shades of gray cause shades of gray is actually quite nice but there's the kind of i see the kind of girl i go oh god it's awful. it's awful well i mean i mean it's like the beatles and stuff having screaming fans but <laughs> their songs aren't the sort of songs that you can't listen to th- Separately, separately, yeah. because uh, whereas no one's going to well, the, the ones that are sort of almost designed to, to you know, to get teenage girls swooning or whatever, uh, or you know, and yeah, it's they're just or de- teenage boys for all I know. I mean, you know, but it's just they are they are they are so saccharine. You yeah. can almost feel your teeth melting as you as you listen to these things. So yeah, and it's and it's a very targeted and very cynical thing that they do. To, to, to turn somebody into a teen idol. I mean, the other thing about the Osmonds is the teeth. The teeth. I mean, how did they get teeth that gleamy? I mean, it, I mean, is it something in the water at Salt Lake City? I don't know. <laughs> no, well, the next person, uh, I, I, I never thought of him as being a sex symbol, but um, Frank Boff. <laughs> No, Gilbert O'Sullivan is our next number one. Gilbert uh, O'Sullivan. Yes, no, he, he was with his but, piano. There's a picture of him reclining with his shirt open in a sort of Tom Jones style, which I, I never thought of Gilbert Sullivan as, as, a, as a, trying to appeal for that audience. But they all had managers, didn't they? They all had yeah. managers. You know, the song is "Get Down." Um, I mean, you've, I suppose you've also got to remember that this sort of era that there was the teen magazines, where there was like you know, looking, and but I think there were you know, girl, well, again, that's I say girl, but uh, yeah, teenagers magazines. Uh, and they all, and they all have pinups, and people like pinups, and you know, if you want to become a pinup, you've got to do the pinup picture, haven't you? It's just that, well, I suppose he was only in his mid twenties. It's just that, mm-hmm. again, the music's so sappy. But um, it's managers, though, isn't it? And, you, they, and record companies, and they they say, oh, you've got to do this, you know, just to appeal. Just the appeal. thing I remember about Get Down was that on top of the pops, it was a bad dog was, baby. It was pants, <laughs> pants people with a load of do- dogs on yeah. stage, sort of with pants people scolding the dogs. Probably the in those I, baby doll nighties as well that were popular yeah, at the time. They were. And, and the only thing I remember is that there's, I don't know, say six pants people, however many there are. There's one dog for each pants person, mm. um, except for one of the dogs quite quickly completely loses interest and walks off the stage and i'm like you know all fairness to you doggy (laughs) we did this at rehearsal i'm not doing it again yeah yeah. (laughs) i I just think i just really feel for that dog i'm like yeah yeah, they were doing it with but with stuffed toys you know with the you know plush dogs or something at least it wasn't like the elephant on peter that started to leave deposits around the studio i don't know just cock its leg up on a camera (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I just love that. I just love the dog that walks off because he's like, yeah, that's. Were they all the same me. kind of dog, or were they various species? Oh, I can't remember. Now. I always feel that it was sort of. There were six identical types. I might be wrong. Uh, they weren't. No, they were sort of. But I might be wrong. They might, they may have been more variety. But uh, I, yeah. again, there was something. I, I seem to be. I've obviously got woke, uh, woken up today in a cynical frame of mind. But you kind of felt that there was, there was a kind of cynical 
the casting of Pan's people feels quite cynical. You know, they, they, they had to have the tall blonde and the thin brunette, and I presume those are redhead in there. It's like had to appeal to every every everybody has their type kind of nonsense. You know, uh, U.S. listeners, we should probably explain Pan's people were the dancers on top of the pops in the mid early to mid to late. Yes, until they got uh, replaced by the, the bizarre uh, legs and company. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, hot hot gossip. That was that was Kenny Everett, wasn't it? But, Unreconstructed times, definitely. Our next number one for four weeks. Ruby was, Flipper. Sorry, <laughs> another one. Um, um, Zoo as well. I think that was oh. probably. I think that was an early eighties one. Yeah. Um, I think because I think the later. D- before they got rid of dancers on top of the pops, there was a sort of boy and girl group. I think that might have been Zoo. Mm, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we have... I've lost track there, I'm sorry. <laughs> our, our next number one is Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the Old Oak Tree by Oh, Dawn. my giddy aunt. My mother used to sing that. But, but yes, it's uh, it, that was number one for about eight weeks wasn't it or something no only four but uh, only four it felt like eight but it might have been in the charts for you know for it was months. it was just on all the time and it began, again it was the sound of that summer really oddly enough mm. i felt it was a summer one was it summer? well sort of made uh april late april may so early summer yeah um but, but i imagine we... later on in that it was it was on all the you know the those summertime TV shows for the you know the family entertainments on Saturday nights that some they'd turn up and rattle off a few bars you know yeah, yeah. After, after that we have we're back to more glam uh, we've got Wizard see my baby jive oh, good song I mean you were telling me uh, telling me last time that uh, Wizard Wizard yeah. uh, didn't Roy Wood left the yellow didn't he so yeah. about the time they got the first hit so Wizard went off so I mean there's a point to be proven here and obviously it's been proven you know they've been quite successful the only problem I have with Wizard is that really now they're only really remembered for that Christmas song yeah I don't I, I mean I like there, there are a few number ones here by glam artists that I don't mm. I can't actually off the top of my head I can't think mm. what the song is um, See My Baby Jive is probably the only other wizard song I mm. I remember I, stop, I, don't, I don't think it's a song that particularly love by wizard but uh, they actually had it, it's interesting um, because there's a kind of wall of sound uh, feel to the they really feel very overproduced in, in a in a very like that man whose name we can no longer mention um way we'll be mentioning him soon (laughs) Ah, but uh you know it's um it's that that real big big overproduced sort of sound that's that's going on in those i mean you compare that to something like slade and it really is chalk and cheese isn't it Uh, our next number one just for one week and i think probably it should have been longer is Susie quattro can the can can the can my God, Susie Q. We all loved Susie Q. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether she was bigger in the UK than than the US, really, considering that she's American. She had a heck of a career over here, and I mean, she was around for several years. But didn't she? Didn't she end up as Fonzie's girlfriend on Happy well, Days? Yeah, that's why I'm thinking. So she she wasn't not like she's unknown in the US. I just don't know how 
how big she was because I think she was produced by an English. Well, I think she was about five foot nothing, wasn't she? <laughs> I think she was produced by a um, uh, like a UK producer. Um, uh, I might be I might be wrong, but I feel I like she was produced. big hits over here, but then went back to the states and and got an acting career. I mean, it does it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was produced by Mickey Most. She moved over in seventy one. Yeah. Um, and I think before that she was in bands. She was in a band called The Pleasure Seekers, but I don't know how big they were. Um, and much she also worked with Mike Chapman, who mm-hmm. I think was involved with Blondie. And um, but I mean, she was the, the one of the people who really did make the crossover from being just a, a, a musician to being a television presenter or television star as well. Um, yeah. Sort of very very sort of good at seeing that potential and and, and capitalised on it and you know, let's face it you know, so people my age you know we, we had a lot of time for Susie Quattro she probably doesn't get the, the credit she's due because she's before Blondie she's before yeah. Hind and before a lot of the before a lot of rock and roll women yeah. well there's an awful lot of things now where you know there's so much misogyny in the world that people sort of try and take the credit away from the actual performer and the fact you know the fact that she was a, a woman you know they'll say oh but it was it was all mickey most or you know and actually no I, I i've got a lot of time for her as a musician as you know as a personality i think yeah yeah we, yeah, we forgive a lot for susie q <laughs> yeah um the next number one again only for one week is i think it's the first big song by 10 cc rubber bullets really okay Later than I expect. I, I I always had the feeling that 10cc one of those ones that bubbled under for years, but then fine. But uh... well, it looks like they started in '72. I'm not sure if they'd had a. I'll just have a see if they had any other hit, hits before this. It's Rubber Bullets isn't definitely isn't my favourite 10cc. It's uh, an odd topic, isn't it? As much as anything, sort of, it, almost it, has like a parody, like like the parodying yeah um, but it, but i mean you know as, as a as a lyric it's kind of dodgy i mean i i, I was thinking only the other day about uh, elvis costello's oliver's army and how there's some really dubious lyrics in there you know there's some quite dubious lyrics in some of the police stuff uh, which i've also been listening to but um yeah but uh, load up load up load up i mean this must have been about the time when all the troubles were on in ireland i mean this is this is it, it. It almost feels like you're turning something that's really quite tragic into entertainment, which I'm never, never that comfortable with. Have, load up, load up, load up with rubber bullets. I mean, you think about have, it now. You think let's we'll put that lyric in for the, now until we come up with something better. <laughs> they had they had quite a run of top ten hits over here, but in this in the states, it was only "I'm Not in Love" and "The Things We Do for Love," which were mm. big hits for them. Um, I can see that on sort of you know <coughs> that sort of mid 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 uh, Plainsland radio. You could see them being very popular. That kind of that they, kind of. They had had, well, they'd had had one other hit before this, mm-hmm. and a near number one. They had Donna in 1972, which was number two. So, so that was yeah. So they had. Yeah, so there were a known quantity at that. But again, that's it's quite a a change of pace from Donna. Donna to rubber bullets, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, Unless it isn't. (laughs) Unless they spent most of their evenings sort of taking pot shots at Donna as she was cooking or something. I don't know. Hold on, dear. Poor Donna. Um, Poor poor old Donna. The the next number one was for three weeks and it's Slade again. But I couldn't 
hum this one squeeze me please me is that oh, right. okay. that one that you it's one i'm going to have to be researching I, i've got to be honest it's not it's not leaping immediately to mind does uh, it's, it's a non-album track it's sort of it's like one of those between album mm. singles um it's probably donna i actually i've realized that donna wouldn't have been doing the cooking donna <laughs> would have been in charge that's probably why they were taking pot shots yeah. out of the rubber bullets i'm sorry i just, just thought about it afterwards i thought no no donna donna is yeah get get out of it i'm not here to cook and clean for you sunshine she was a modern forward-thinking woman she liked mar baker <laughs> yeah and that's why they were really well sitting there there's the horrible misogynist going oh, boing 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 I don't no. know. Anyway, sorry. Yes, I got sidetracked again. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, squeeze me, please me. Um, it sounds very much like a. a <laughs> it sounds very much like a Slade hit, but but it doesn't it doesn't come to mind. Squeeze is spelt S K W E E Z E, and With please yeah. is double E and a Z and then an E at the end. <laughs> Have you looked it up yet? Um, they they managed to spell. I'm surprised they don't spell me wrongly as well. <laughs> Um, it says due to Powell's car crash, no music video was filmed to promote the single. But I still don't think that a lot of videos were, you know, you do find, I was surprised when you find videos for, in the 70s for bands, because not every band did a video for, for mm. a song. They weren't that, you know, Ab, Abba tended to, because... You've got rude talk, you've got one walk, all your jokes are blue, you've got long nails, you tell tall t- tales... You tell tall tales, some you think are true. I mean, it still does. I've got the lyrics in front of me now, and I still, nah, I like the, I like those lyrics. That sounds like uh, one of my poems, or, or my poems sound like one of. <laughs> like and there's nowhere to go, you won't go. If there's nowhere to run, you go slow. If you move up to me, then I'll show you the way. Then you'll know how to squeeze me. Whoa, oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's not coming. It's not. It's not immediately coming to mind. But hey, there we go. Never mind. I shall put it in my list of. Um, I shall have a listen to it after we finish recording. Yeah, basically, you're gonna you're gonna bring out a, a CD of poetry done to sl- Slade uh, acoustics. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> the only time I've done that was um, I I wrote my version of I will survive. Right. And it was, I will eat pies, and um, and and it. It was. I made sure the rhyming and the rhythm was identical to the original. And you never got the Bond gig. <laughs> I fall, apple crumble. It was what I used. It's the one I used to read at the end of my shows. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll be finished the show with a selection of tunes, uh, the Paul's poetry, uh, that were rejected Bond songs. <laughs> Now, our next song, we're in the middle of July now. Um, oh, is that all? Crikey. There we go. Yeah. Well, next... I was thinking that yellow, uh, tie yellow ribbon was so late in the year. Yeah. Our, our next one, for only um, only for one week, and this one is a bit of a, a soppy one, but it's one I've always kind of liked. It's um, Welcome Home by Peters and Lee. Uh, and close the door. It's, it's definitely a karaoke favourite. So long. Peter's and Lee, they were huge, weren't they? they were I think I must, have, I must have heard that one from him. You see, I, I feel that I'm still, like I say, I'm a nine-year-old. So I'm on the, this, and funnily enough, that year we would have had my mom, my sister's, my mum would have 
organised my sister's uh, 18th birthday party, which we had in the house. I've sort of got photographs of that. But that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of music my mum and dad liked. So that's what they would have played. Therefore, I would have been aware of Peters and Lee and they would have been on the Saturday night programmes and all that kind of thing. Uh, but you sort of think this, you know, a year or two later, and I'd be rebelling against all that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was as much dipping into my parents' record collection as I to find out what I liked. And my mum uh, bought David Soul LPs, you know. I mean, and 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 they bought things like Andy Williams, you know. I mean, that that's they were very very middle of the road, very middle of the road, you know. Yeah. You were so, I know so that you were saying. Sorry, you were saying. You were saying in the 1972 episode that uh, you wondered why your mum was buying David Soul records, but he wasn't exactly a Donny Osmond. He must have been a good 10 years older than Donny Osmond. Oh, I think she just fancied him. Yeah, well, at least he, would, he wasn't like a... He must have been quite... Ad- he was much more... He was a bit older than... than My mum would have been in her mid-40s by then, you know, it would have been... Fine. It would have been, you know... <laughs> midlife crisis, whatever, the hormones. No, no, stop it, stop it. Bad, bad man, no. I don't know. I just, I just know that she, for some reason, maybe she was thinking she was a silver lady. I don't know. <laughs> the, the Peter and Lee only really had one other big mm. hit. They had one called "Don't Stay Away Too Long" in '74. Mm. But they didn't seem to be around for a while. Yeah, they had their album. Like their first four albums were all top ten, so mm. they were, they they were sort of doing okay until '75, and then. Um, was some controversy about them later on, or is that somebody else? Sure. No, I'm using Rene and Renata because that uh, <laughs> because um, I know I know. Well, I know there were, there were these couples who were couples and known for being couples, and then suddenly weren't couples anymore. I know that happened quite a lot in the music biz. But now I just yeah. I can't remember. I, th- I thought there was some sort of vaguely dark, dark story that got sort of. I knew there was Rene and Renata, the person who's in the video isn't the woman who's singing or something. Ah, okay. Um, oh, you get that uh, of films, you know. <laughs> half the time the people speaking aren't saying the words. Yeah. Um, now, the, our next number one is someone who 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 is persona non grata these days. Mm. Uh, I'm the leader of the gang, I am by Gary Glitter. Mm. I did a. I've told you this before. I think I did a project at school on Gary Glitter. We had uh, it was. I'd started secondary school. We had to do a um, project on, for a music class, and me and the two of my mates. <laughs> we, we knew nothing about music, uh, but I had this looking holiday special. I think it was all a special or all a musician special or something. And so basically uh, the three of us divvied it up and I think I lost and I got the Gary Glitter. So I wrote the, I did the project on Gary Glitter. They did the project. One did a project on Alvin Stardust and one did a project on David Essex. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we had to you know put together a thing about it. So, so I was actually uh, quite familiar. And I, funnily enough, later on, I did actually go to see two of, two of his Christmas concerts in the days when he was touring. He, t- he toured with the uh, girls' school one Christmas. Uh, so I was actually, you hesitate to say it now, but I was actually a bit of a fan. And I didn't think his music was bad. And I thought it was a lot of fun. But then it turns out he was a right old creep. And then you think, oh, that's a bit of a shame. That's a bit of a shame. There's the- there was the glitter band as well. Were they literally his band to start with, and they went solo? I'm not sure. I think so. 
or it's very i mean i i i don't know enough about the background of the glitter band i i mean i think they were they were put together as a what what's the session band for his and uh, people suddenly thought oh actually they're not bad on their own as well you know so who knows but they're um, yeah it, i mean it's it's all glam isn't it? it's all and it'll deck yeah. i'm afraid the rest of 73 is pretty poor really um is it all in we still no no not entirely but we've still got another six number ones um and our next one for three for four weeks um towards the end of august into september is young love a million stroke a million to one so i think that's probably a double a side that's donny osmond but i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure that's that's not that's not puppy love is it so um because that's that's not that's not even Donny Osmond that's not even Donny Osmond anyway so I don't think I know Young Love at all um, um no I, the funny thing is I I'm uh, again I'm thinking as a title a I'm cover. thinking of a 50s yeah I think but I, right. I don't know whether that's the same song there's one by taking there's one by Rick Car mm. Rick Car Carty um yeah, they had been a hit before. You see, that's uh, that's the other peculiar thing, isn't it, about an act like the Osmonds, is how much of it was new stuff, but how much of it was covers. And it's it, it is it's quite an old model in that sense. By that stage, that people weren't performing their own songs; they were performing, you know, well, you know, stuff that was supplied by songwriters, you know, or had been hits before, and that's kind of bizarre because i think that a lot of people that again are the target audience of these various constructs if you like are completely unaware of previous versions and and i think there's there's always a fascination when somebody you know like the uh, scissor sisters do a song and you go oh yeah that that was a <laughs> yeah i didn't really i didn't really That's know country Floyd, yeah i didn't really know country Comfortably none before Scissors mm-hmm. did it because I hadn't d- delved into that era of Pink Floyd. But it happens time and again. I imagine even you know in the time of the Osmonds, people go, "Oh, it's that great Osmond song, like oh, fabulous, fabulous, amazing songwriters," and go, "Yeah, well, it was actually written in the fifties for you know Frank Ifield or whatever." <laughs> now, now, though I said the next the next few songs are pretty awful. I'm not sure if this next one is awful. I just don't really know it. Mm. Um, it's another wizard track called Angel Fingers. And Angel, just, Angel Fingers? Yeah, and it was number one for one week, and I don't know anything about it at all. That's, that, that passed me by as well, unless it was cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, it wouldn't have passed me by. I'd have been in there, mate. <laughs> it's actually, um, when you look closer, it's called Angel Fingers, a teen ballad by Wizard. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I don't know it at all. So, There's another one to look up. We'll get Ick yeah. to do that one later. Angel fingers, tra la la, my fingers of an angel. Well, he doesn't get the lyrics right anyway. Neither do I, mate. So it's fine, he'll be fine. He can just make up as he goes along. Um, then for four weeks, now this is a good one. It's just, it's not necessarily top of the pop spotter, really. But it's um, for four weeks, Eye Level by Simon Park Orchestra. Wow. Um, was that what was that from? Oh, Vandervolk. 
Van dan 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 Sorry, yes, you're right. Distant drums was somebody else entirely. Distant <laughs> Hill. Uh, you can re-edit this. And the B-side was Distant Hills, which is ah, right. <laughs> yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> which was uh, Crown Court. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. The theme from Crown Court. At least it is on our copy. Yeah. yeah. It may have a misprint on it. that says Distant Drums. <laughs> no, Distant Drums yeah. was a Jim Reeves uh, album my dad owned. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now our next number one for three weeks is the song. The third week was the day of my birthday. So. Ah, so this is your birthday tune it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not happy about it. I'm this is what's this is what's designed your entire life. Your entire life, you popped into the world while this was everyone who was whistling this. Go on, what was it? Daydreamer, uh, the puppy song by David Cassidy. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what Daydreamer sounds like. It's probably... <laughs> the puppy song. Yeah. Animals. The puppy song is a Harry Nielsen song, which gives it a slight, slight more um, uh, sort of. Uh, it was a song that Nielsen originally wrote at Paul McCartney's request for Mary Hopkin. Oh. So, was Daydreamer was. Well, it wasn't a cover. I don't think it was written for him. Right. Um, although Cilla Black recorded a version in '74, I think I'd just feel happier listening to that. Then I don't mind. I could cope if it was Scylla, but uh, yeah. Well, David Cassidy, you know, like I say, he had his fans. <laughs> all those teen heartthrobs—they all look like members of the Tomorrow People. They all have that Tomorrow People hair. Yeah, I, so that's, that's just the flick, the flick, and uh, what's it hair, isn't it? Mother. Let's have a look. Oh, we! I know he'd never bite me. Oh no, we! I know he'd never bite me. It is the puppy song. <laughs> or daydream, or daydream. If, only, if only I could have a puppy, I'd call myself so very lucky just to have some company to share a cup of tea with me. I'd take my puppy everywhere, la 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 da, I wouldn't care. <laughs> but we would stay away from crowds with signs that said no dogs allowed. <laughs> if only I could have a friend who'd stick with me until the end to walk along beside the sea and share a bit of moon with me. <laughs> Take oh. my friend most everywhere. La 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 la, I wouldn't care. But we would stay away from the crowds with signs that said no friends allowed. I Dreams can't. are nothing more than wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish came true. <laughs> oh, sorry for Mary Hopkin. Uh, <laughs> it might have won Eurovision one year, that, if, it, if they'd stuck with it. Um, My lovely horse. <laughs> I, I That's what you he, came into the world to, Paul. Look at that. Yes. I'm, he had had some other hits. I'd forgotten he had a hit, number one the previous year with How, How Can I Be Sure? And also, could it be forever? Number two, and I am a clown. Number three. Uh, I mean, I, I the next, the next, the next single he did after the puppy song was "If I Didn't Care." Got to number nine. If I didn't uh, care about my puppy, it would die. <laughs> His song career sort of started to dry up a bit after. I think the puppy song we did did some damage, but uh, mm. 
Although he did have a number six hit in 1979 with The Last Kiss, uh, which was quite a big gap, really. Um, Anyway, um, let's go back. Um, So... Oh, so after one. after the Cassidy and you're and you're now screaming in your crib at this horror. I, I'm now screaming to for four weeks. I love you, love me, love by Gary Glitter, uh, okay. which was pretty much the only Gary Glitter single that I ever used to kind of quite like because um, it's a bit silly. But uh, but it's uh, funny enough that that plays on the uh, that McCartney the but the talks about how. You know how they 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 wanted to move the love around in the song. So instead of me love you, love I love me, love Lou, love they, love you know love love me do. She loves you, I love him. You know all this or whatever. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I suppose it plays on that a bit. But uh, yeah, it's him again. And then the last number one of the years. Uh, it's the Christmas number one. Yeah, it's Slade. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> <laughs> The first time and every yeah. year since. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know that, listeners overseas, but uh, Slade is still perfectly capable of having a top ten hit with Merry, with Merry Christmas, everybody, like randomly, <laughs> even even now. I mean, Christmas well, it's still. I mean, it turns up, you know, on soundtracks when everybody everybody has a Christmas present, it, uh, you know, Christmas episode of a TV show. It tends to be what's heard, doesn't it? It tends to be the quintessential British christmas what you hear in a supermarket background noise for pretty much well 50 years now well, that's, I think, that's I quite think impressive not slayed but it's still a, an early 90s christmas song that all all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey mm. um it, it, it had done the same thing in that most mm. years it appeared in the top 40 and then in 2020 it was christmas number one sort of like nearly 30 years after it was first um, released. Um, are, you, are you a fan of Christmas songs generally? Not at all. Mm. <laughs> well, what amazes me, I suspect, is that I, I, I mean, last year's uh, Christmas number one, or the last number one of 72, it's hung around in 73. I don't imagine Merry Christmas Everybody was still number one in January, was it? Um, I'll let you know later on. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many weeks it no, it, it just strikes me as it's the kind of thing that would that would peak at the week before Christmas, but would plummet off a cliff in terms of sales. What, what I did, well, I've got two things to say about that. Um, my, my two favourite sort of pop songs that are Christmas related, I, I quite like "Step Into Christmas" by Elton mm. John. I don't mind that one, and I like and, and probably my favourite Christmas song is "December Will Be Magic Again" by Kate Bush, which was wasn't a big hit for her at the time. Um, and it also doesn't appear on that many Christmas no. compilations. I think that might be her choice. I don't think she rates it that much. But, uh, but how many of our collective listeners uh, of your show, my show, and the other shows we appear on, if we started a campaign for people to buy a download of Merry Christmas, Everybody, or or whichever, uh, in July, could we? Uh, how many would we need now to actually make a Christmas number one happen in July? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there must be uh, everybody doing a Christmas, recording their Christmas shows in general. <laughs> yes, it's it's a weird one. I've forgotten the other thing I was going to say now. Never mind. It'll come back to me. What about Christmas uh, music generally? No, not really. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I see. Because no, I, I always, it's funny, I'm, I'm a bit the same about Christmas episodes of TV shows. For some reason, I'm not the biggest fan of them. 
as a as a as a form because I've, I've, I almost feel it's too forced somehow. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm not the world's biggest fan of Christmas as an of itself as a concept, you know. But it's uh, it just strikes me sometimes that because you know that oh god, they they, they have to fall into. There's got to be a tree. There's got to be the tinsel. There's got to be the star. There's got to be the this and that, that. And it almost feels like they're just writing by numbers sometimes just to appeal. We don't decorate. Yeah, we don't decorate a Christmas at all. I, I have a. I have a. Santa Claus Babushka doll I bought in Prague about 15 years ago. That's my Christmas decoration. Actually, I thought you'd have a an Are You Being Served flashing Santa that you could put in the window. <laughs> um, in fact, my Babushka Santa doll it doesn't go away. I can see it now. It's sitting, oh, it's okay. sitting waiting all year. So I celebrate Christmas all year long in a way. But, um, you wish it could be Christmas every day. <laughs> um, so let's have a look at some of the other singles that came out this is my cynical pitch port we make sure you put this out in christmas week you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be. that's one thing i do quite enjoy is doing christmas episodes of the podcast because you because uh, that usually involves something dramatic and i also enjoy although i don't know if i'll do it this year doing my live shows on christmas yeah, day but that's say, only because show this year. yeah that's only really because uh, it's better than you know, there's nothing else going on on Christmas Day around this place, so mm. other than a nice meal. Um, so, so I quite enjoy doing that because you don't know that you might be making Somebody. somebody else's rather boring Christmas a little bit more exciting. So yes. um, now this is the top. This is the best-selling hits. Of, so I'm not going to read them all, but most mm. of them are the ones we know. The biggest-selling hit of '73 was "Tie Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree." Mm. Then eye level, then welcome home, then blockbuster, mm. then come on feel the noise, then see my baby jive. I'm the leader of the gang. Mm. I love, I love you, love me, love. The twelfth of never, and then Spanish eyes by Al Martino. Oh, Spanish eyes. Well, that only reached number five, so uh, how it did sold so well. Must well, have been I mean, one of those people go off on holiday in the summer and. And that's being played all over Europe and, you know, well, certainly all over Spain. And they come home and they buy it. I mean, now, I'll skip down the list to songs that weren't number one, which yeah. we haven't mentioned. So jumping down after Al Martino, we have number 14, And I Love You So by Perry Como. And I love you Perry, too. People Perry ask Como me in 1973. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, have, you know, I don't know what that was doing, why that was there. I don't know where it would have come from, but it was probably he probably did an appearance on the Valdunican show. It's apparently it's a song by Don McLean. So, um, Crackerjack. Crackerjack. <laughs> no, the other one. And then number fifteen, uh, number fifteen in the best-selling list was a number two hit. Hello, hello, I'm back again by Gag Glitter. Mm. Um, then number. Yes, number, well, he's not singing that much these days. Yeah. Then. Number 17, Boring Blitz by Sweet. Ah. I, I thought that was number one, but maybe next year, but never mind. Um, and everyone attack. That was number two. Um, number 18. Now, I, I hesitate to even read this one, considering it's another Gary Glitter song. Yeah. Um, Do You Want to Touch Me? Oh, yeah. Number two. Yes. That was 18th biggest selling single. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It was in plain sight, really, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then number 21 the 21st biggest selling 
um, song in 1973. I think this was one that was banned at the time. It's Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Why would that it's be actually, It was a 1962 novelty song, but I think it was banned at the time. That's, uh, it's a bit of a Halloween staple now, isn't it? Yeah. I think they actually, don't they do a cover of it in Hotel Transylvania? Far from being banned. <laughs> yeah. Kids all love it now. I know I know that Halloween's become another one of these, oh God, not that again. But but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a big part of that for a lot of people. Now, Perry, Perry Como has another song in the top mm. best-selling list, number 22, For the Good Times, number seven. Um, I'm sure so, we had an LP of Perry Como. I'm I sure he wore realize, a blue, blue polo neck. Yeah, I just didn't realise he was having hits in the 70s. Mm. Like that. Um, actually, I think I need to... Because when did he start? Like, he was... Let me have a look a bit more about Perry Como's discography. Um uh, if they, they don't seem to want to give me a discography. Um, it's on the secret list. Yeah, I don't know. They're not, they're not interested in sharing. It's not. A, it, it's a very. It's quite a detailed mm. um, Wikipedia page, but there's no links to uh, his anyway. So I don't know what he was doing. Still having big hits in the seventies. Maybe he'd been in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. He was still filming Christmas specials in 94, so I guess he was doing, doing Christmas specials on TV and still had a following. Wheel him out every year, do a Chris Perry, Perry Como's Christmas special, wheel him back in, put him back in the uh, Tupperware box for another year. So other hits that were big were Dancing on Saturday Night by Barry Blue, got to number two. Uh, because I, I I'm associating that with someone like Paul Nicholas weirdly, but I think that's just me getting mixed up with Dancing with the Captain. Uh, um, part of the Union by Straubs. Ah, uh, you don't get me. I'm part of the Union. Till the day I die. Uh, oh, Life on Mars, number three, David Bury. Uh, um, Hellraiser by Sweet, number two. Uh, don't know if I know Hellraiser, but uh, Yesterday Once More by the Carpenters, number two. Oh. Um, my friend Stan by Slade number two. Gosh, they've already had like it's, it's amazing. Some of these people are releasing at least four or five singles a year. Yeah, big year for them. You're so vain by Carly Simon number three. Oh, who's that about then? <laughs> uh, she apparently she has finally um, said who it was about. But, um, I think she released it as a like in some auction or. Something. Um, Albatross by Fleetwood Mac number two seemingly that's a reissue of, of Albatross is a instrumental though isn't it? yeah but it's from it's been quite a year because obviously uh, Vanderbilt was an instrumental so instrumentals were obviously quite the thing at the time. it was like popcorn that's a reissue from 68 so mm. I don't quite know why it was coming out maybe they had a greatest hits so, um, yeah. um, Rock On by David Essex number three Rock oh. On uh, mm-hmm. Upwish City Limits by Ike and Tina Turner, number four. Um, all right, all right. Yes. Um, all right, all right, all right by Mungo Jerry, number three. Oh, okay. I don't know that one. Um, Sorrow by David Bowie. That's a that's a, a, an old cover. That's a cover. Um, one and One is One by Medicine Head, number three. Medicine Head. Now, there's a band name. 
No, I say it's one of those band names that I, I think I remember the name of the band more than I remember the songs they did. I'm a bit like that with uh, Captain Beefheart. Yeah, you know, don't really know any Captain Beefheart songs, if you like, or tunes. A, but they I were a British, they're described as a British blues rock band. Yeah. Um, what, just a couple more. You, you can do Magic by Limmy and the Family Cooking, number three. Interesting. Um, Again, I would have thought that was done by someone completely different. How weird. Um, Let Me In by the Osmonds, number two. No. <laughs> no. The Gene Genie by David Bowie, number two. Caroline by Status Quo, number five. So, again, Bowie was being quite prolific that year as well. Then, Yeah, I wonder if some of... Because the next one, I think, was probably not released on with mm. his go-ahead, because this is the year that The Laughing Gnome got to number six. Ah. Um, that was on his on a different record label. I suspect that got released because he was being successful with new stuff. Well, it was also getting a lot of play on, I think, was it Tony Blackburn's uh, radio show? God. For some reason, it was one of those ones that, that got picked up because it was... Novelty songs did well on, on family favourites yeah. radio programmes like Junior Choice, like uh, Tony Blackburn. So I imagine for hilarity's sake, and then people go out and buy it. So, yeah, it's, it's kind we're, of interesting. We're still in the top 50 bestsellers. I'll just go mm. to the, at the end, just skipping the ones we don't mm. know. Um, we've got Feel the Need in Me by the Detroit Emeralds, mm. number four. My Kukachu by Alvin Stardust, number two. Ah, um, I love my kooka. I always think it's a song about actually buying sort of new kitchen equipment. You know, <laughs> I want my kooka. I need my kooka. <laughs> then Power to All Our Friends by Cliff Richard, number four. Uh-huh. That was the 45th yeah. um, selling, best-selling um, single. Never, Never, Never by Shirley Bassey, number okay. eight. 20th Century Boy by T Rex, number three. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, that's one of his most sort of mm. adored songs these days. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm surprised that didn't sound that. But then, you know, thing, things become sort of favourites through familiarity and, and time, don't they? You know, I think we said last time that 73 was the beginning of the downward slide for mm. um, T Rex, anyway. Um, Snoopy versus the Red Baron, the Hot Shots. Oh, I did used to like that. Then I Am a Clown, David Cassidy, number three, and Paper Roses by Marie Osmond, number two. Paper Roses, another Osmond song. Yeah, it makes you wonder, if that got to number two, it got to number two on a week when selling number two wasn't, because, yeah. Yeah. It did. It, it, it did well number-wise, but actually, it's only number fifty in the. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go over to America, I just want to mm-hmm. go through the albums. Um, some of these do look a bit like um, some mixture of new stuff and mm. compilations, but right. uh, got twenty all-time hits of the fifties. Um, for <laughs> we'll be week. coming back to that later. Yeah, we've got Slade question mark by Slade. That's about S L A Y E D. Then we've got Back to Front for one week by Gilbert O'Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Then Slade comes back for two weeks. Um, then for six weeks, we have Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player by Elton oh, John. Now, I, I, you, my sister bought that. Yes, we did yeah. have that. That has Crocodile, Brock, and Daniel on it, um, which we didn't see turning up in. Sing, uh, singles wise I don't I don't know where those got because uh, those, those are uh, well, one of them 
Crocodile Rock came out in late October and Daniel came out in very early January. So, yeah, I don't, I'm still surprised that Daniel was. Mm. There was that, that and um, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road were the two uh, Elton John albums my, my sister had. So, mm. Daniel got to number four. It probably just didn't make it into the top 50 list. Um, because the, these are all out I mean, some people are better known mm. for their albums. That I mean, it, he may have only got to number four, but as an album, he got to number one. So mm. then we have for a week, Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper. Okay. Um, then for two weeks, 20 flashback greats of the 60s. Various <laughs> artists. Um, then for two weeks, we have Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin. Ah. They they've got past they've got is this the first album where they actually give it a proper title rather than just sticking a number on it? Yeah, possibly. Then for a week we have Ooh La La by the Faces, um, and then for five weeks Aladdin Sane by David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Then three weeks Pure Gold, various artists. Mm-hmm. Don't know what eras those songs are. No. Prior to seventy three. Um, then we have That'll Be the Day soundtrack. Mm. One, two, for seven weeks. Mm. That'll be the day, isn't that? That's one of those David Essex films. It? Yeah, it's actually, uh, but it's, isn't it? It's set in the 50s. But it's uh, it's actually, I think, I do believe we had that on our shelves at one point. Yes. Then we have two weeks we can make nothing it. Ever, not like mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Then for two weeks we have We Can Make It by Peters and Lee. Okay, um, we didn't have that. Then for three weeks, we have Sing It Again, Rod, by Rod Stewart. Right, um, we didn't have that in the thank God. <laughs> that's the one where he sings Reason to Believe, and uh, Maggie May, Handbags and Glad Rags, Street Fighting Man. And he sings it again. It's like a mixture of, uh, of, of covers and mm. his songs of the time. But, uh, um, then we have Goat's Head Soup, for two weeks by Rolling Stones. Okay. Um, yeah. That was the hits off that. Oh, Angie and Do, 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 Heartbreaker. Yeah, okay. That was, so that, was, that wasn't that was a greatest hits one. That was in a new album in some Yeah. It's not, not the most famous one. No. Um, then we have Sladist. For three. <laughs> For three weeks. Um, <laughs> yes. By Slade. That that has some singles off that. Doesn't really say. I will come and feel the noise. Goodbye to Jane. Squeeze me, please me. Well, that actually shows this sort of 60s model. Is still, you, know, you could actually have two LPs out in a year. I wonder yes. if this is a... I wonder if this is... Oh, it's a compilation. Ah. Yes, because I was looking at that thinking, God, they had a lot of... Yeah, it's all quite well-known ones. Um, it goes, it sort of covers the sort of when they started up until yeah. that time. Right, okay. Then we have Hello by Hello. Status Quo. Um, ah, the Quo, oh that dear. Yeah. That's the one that has Caroline on it. Right. Um, then we I, had have, a, I had a friend who was a big fan of the Quo, but was always slightly ashamed of the fact. <laughs> Then for five weeks, we have pinups by David Bowie. David Bowie, we did have that. We did have that on the shelf. I remember the, the flick forward LP uh, holding device that the from Ronco. And that was always the one that was at the front. I think it was possibly the coolest LP we had. 
that the one with Twiggy on the front cover? It, it's the one with the, with the zigzag painting of, of across the face. It's, um, but uh, I think it was actually, I, I think Pinox was a compilation as well, actually. It's it's a it's weird. It's the one that has sorrow on. I right. think it's covering older songs because mm. um, it's also the album where he covers CM Emily play. Um, Maybe that's what I mean. Then it's 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 yeah, sort of old material or something. But I mean that's that's a thing that people do. You know, I I can sing the old songs too, just to prove they have a voice. It's not a word, not the worst thing in the world. Then after that, we have Stranded by Roxy Music. Right. which has got Street Life on, which is, I think, one of my favourites Roxy Music singles. Uh, that, must be, that must be the dawn of Roxy Music. That must have been a breakthrough, surely. Um, well, they had they'd had a couple of albums the year before. They had For Your, for your Pleasure in 73, early, oh, yeah. early in 73, and then Roxy Music. So it's sort of their third album. So I think Brian Eno... Yeah, I, I, I just vaguely remember that they were they were seen as a driving force of, of a sort of this idea of glam, but also not, you know, because they weren't glam, were they? They weren't. They didn't sort of put the glitter on, really, did they? They were, they were very arts when they were came, came from art school. It was their first album um, after Brian Eno had left, right. um, but it just shows how quick a turnaround it was. It was recorded in September '73 and released at the start of November. Oh. Um, so yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't hang around. Hang around. Kick um, out the ego. <laughs> got two more number ones. One is Dreams Are Nothing More Than Wishes by David Cassidy. Uh, um, and then... You had uh, that. Then that, that, was, that was born for you. It was a christening present. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was um, for one week. And then for two weeks, and I, I'm, I'm surprised if it didn't return later in like in 74 but the last number one album of 73 was goodbye yellow brick road by Elton john which is a fine album I, it's one of the few i've actually re-bought yeah which has um saturday nights were right for fighting yeah, yeah. and goodbye yellow brick road of course yeah. and uh, benny and the jets yes candle in the wind good album but also yeah. for a double album surprisingly short <laughs> i think i could get most of it on on the one side of a C90 from what I remember. I'm just having a quick look. Other other famous albums that came out that year. Got, well, Dark Side of the Moon, obviously. Yeah, we've got we've got Deep Purple releasing Who Do We Think We Are? Uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Tanks by T-Rex, mm. uh, Together by Jack Jones. I'm only mentioning that because my mum likes Jack Jones. What's <laughs> number eight, though? Um, oh, the... Uh, the Blue and Red album by the Beatles, those compilations came out in May 73. Uh, they came out at the same time as well. Oh, that's surprising. Um, Wings. Stagger them a bit, wouldn't you? Yeah, Red Rose Speedway, number five by Wings, Paul McCartney. Mm. Uh, they were already at the stage where they were being called Paul McCartney and Wings. Or, or was that, I can't remember, I can't remember if that was always how they were, or the certain periods they were put, Sort of just reminding people that Paul whichever McCartney. way round they did it. Yes. Mm. Uh, there goes rhyming Simon by Paul Simon number four. Okay. Uh, George Harrison living in the material world number two. Mm-hmm. Hunky Dory um, that must that, that must have been a re-release or something because Hunky Dory didn't come out in seventy three. It originally came out in seventy one. I think maybe uh, just sold more in seventy three. Yeah. People went uh, and looked, looked, you know, sometimes somebody makes the breakthrough and they go back and they buy all the 
old stuff as well. Yeah, yeah it's possible that those red and blue albums by the Beatles were earlier than 73, but I'm not quite sure how long after. Um, Selling England by the Pound by Genesis. Mm. Uh, Berlin by Lou Reed. Wow. Um, Touch Me in the Morning by Diana Ross, number seven. Um, I thought you were going to say that was Gary Glitter again, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mott by Mott the Hoople, that was number seven. Mott the Hoople. Welcome by Santana. I think I mentioned before that the first ever edition of Looking I saw had Mott the Hoople on the cover and the clue who they were. Um, Band on the Run, that album came out very late in December 73, mm-hmm. so we'll okay. hear more from that next year. And of course, 1973 was Live and Let Die. Yeah. But we haven't seen mention of that. I don't know what's been going on. Um, right, we'll fly over to America now. So it is a little bit different. Um, so we start with for three weeks, You're So Vain by Carly Simon. So that mm. did better in the States than over here. But I mean, it was still a, a hit. Uh, then we have Superstition. <coughs> <Warren Beatty. clears throat> yeah. Then we have Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Uh, wow. I don't know where that got over here. Got um, um, number 11 over here. Because that's just, you know, class. I mean, that's class piece. That's class. I mean, that's, well, that is one of the old time, isn't it? You know, yeah. pieces of vinyl. You know, it's, surprised, yeah. it only got, surprised it was only there for one week. I mean. Slow and steady runs the race, though. That's the thing, isn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, you never know how long it's been in the yeah. charts before. It could have been number two for six weeks or something. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to sell a million in a week, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can sell a, sort of like 20,000 for lots of weeks and you'll still sell a million in the end, you know. Uh, then for three weeks, we have Crocodile Rock by Elton John. So, again, that did better for him. He mm. didn't have a solo number one until about 1990 in the UK. He had, mm. he had, um, that, don't go breaking my heart, um, with Kiki D, but it took him. He was a liked, time. but he wasn't well liked. Yeah, he, he, he uh, took a long time to have us. So, I was listening to one of his uh, greatest hits compilations recently, and I thought I'd, I'd forgotten how many really good songs there were you know i mean obviously you've got the soundtrack album to um the uh what, what's it called rocket man you know you probably know that but but it you forget just how many good songs there were in the early uh era elton john yeah. um then for four weeks we have killing me softly with this song by roberta flack uh-huh. which I, th- I think did okay over here but got to number six mm. um then the night, the night, the lights went out in Georgia, by Vicky Lawrence for two weeks, okay. um, and then for four weeks uh, it, it it did well over here as well. We've got Tired Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree by yeah. Dawn and Tony Orlando. Mm. Um, it seemed to be yeah, just seemed to strike a chord with people, but it's yeah, I don't know. In my in my head, I don't I don't know about you, but you know how sometimes a song when you remember it, it segues into something else. Um, it sort of segues into a Brotherhood of Man song, which is uh, <laughs> "Save All Your Kisses for Me." It sort of tie like, a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. Save all your kisses for me. Yeah, yeah I think it's possibly the same. Sort of rhythm materials. I mean, I don't know. This just it, it. Even though you're only three, I don't. Know. Anyway, I think. I think, I think I probably prefer Tyler Yellow Oh, days. absolutely, but it just it, it's just in your memory the the, yeah. the tune sort of goes sailing off into something else. I don't like I don't like the um, sort of silly twist. Like saving your kisses for me is a fine bit of bubble gum, 
pop until the, uh, you're only three. I don't want. And it's like one where sing, singing to a dog or something. <laughs> um, not that you shouldn't sing to a dog, but I just no, 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 no. Well, no, just David Cassidy made a career on it, didn't yeah. He? Well, I just don't think you should sing it like that's the twist because it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not tells the expected, is it? It's suddenly uh, twee. Yeah. Then we have "You Are the Sunshine of My Life" for one week by Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Then for one week, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. That's an instrumental. Okay. And it got to number 18 in the UK. But I, 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 I don't tell you know. anything about that. No. Then we have for four weeks, My Love by Paul McCartney and Wings. Okay. So again, that did better. Um, that wasn't. Mm. That, that was. That was number nine in the UK. Sound, again, it's funny because that, that sounds a bit like sort of his Beatles of the of some of the songs it does it does in fact it still sounds quite of the sort of semi solo Beatly things he did in when he was in the Beatles that one sort of has that air of it doesn't it really yeah. just just um, a little bit funnily enough he's replaced at number one by George Harrison with Give Me Love Give Me Peace on Earth it got to number eight in the UK okay and then we have and uh, funnily enough somebody who is also associated with late period Beatles mm. have will it go round in circles by Billy Preston okay Billy Preston was most he was certainly on get back but I think okay. um, on a number of other sort of around that time then we have bad bad Leroy Brown by Jim Brockie D-R-O-C-E I'm not sure how you pronounce that that was two weeks um have yeah, no, I'm thinking that uh, of the Queen song, uh, bring back that Leroy Brown, which probably is is some way related to it, and would possibly even have been a couple of years, you know, within a couple of years of it. And of course, uh, that, that that's kind of fascinating in its own little way. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have been released in the UK, or it didn't certainly not be recorded here if it was. Um, but who is Leroy Brown? Do we know? Uh, it doesn't matter if we don't. I just I just wondered. I think it's just a fiction. But I'm not sure. Uh, just say it was inspired by a friend he met in the army, but uh, so yeah, I'm not sure. It's anyone famous? But then we have for two weeks the morning after by Maureen McGovern, who's a singer and Broadway actress. Okay. Don't think that was released in the UK. There's certainly no statistics anyway. No. Then we have Touch Me in the Morning. What two songs in morning in a row? Touch Me in the Morning by Diana Ross. That got to number nine in the UK. And we have Brother Louis by the stories okay no again doesn't ring a bell i feel like a, a hot chocolate covered brother louis right uh, it's a song about an interracial love affair between a white man and a black woman okay and the subsequent disowning of the man by his parents because of it mm. um, actually it says it was actually written by errol brown so it was obviously a hot chocolate song first got to number seven but then it was covered so that was a cover american so it wasn't the hot chocolate version that but it was around the same sort of time I wonder how well that played below the mason dixon <laughs> then we have let's get it on by marvin gay mm-hmm. uh for one week then delta dawn by helen reddy okay. for one week. so kind of a lot of stuff that doesn't didn't seem to travel in the american charts like you um let's get it on and he got to number 31 in the UK. we were too busy buying novelty songs over here <laughs> Uh, Delta Dawn doesn't appear to have been released in the UK. Um, then we have, oh, let's get it on, comes back again. Right. Then we've got We're an American Band by Grand Funk. 
Okay. Which uh, perhaps unsurprisingly didn't get a release. No. Okay. Mm. Um, then we have Half Breed by Cher. Uh, okay. Which I don't think was released in the UK. I think that was a relatively controversial one. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie by the Rolling Stones, which we've already established. We have at least heard of. Yes. <laughs> we've heard of, but um, only got to number five in the UK. Not one of my favourite Rolling Stones mm. one, that bit of a whiny one, I say. Angie, get over here. Get out of my pub. <laughs> um, then we have Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips for two weeks. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, yeah, I kind of almost thought that was earlier than that. Mm. Got to number 10 in the UK. Um, then Keep on Trucking by Eddie Kendricks. Okay. Uh, which launched a billion t-shirts no doubt yeah. um, oh it, it does say it reached number 18 on the UK mm. there's quite a lot of I don't know if this is when CB radio started coming in or whether they were long being around or well, it was a bit later in the 70s but Bread did a, a good song called Trucking yeah, Around a couple of years away from Convoy <laughs> oh then we have Photograph by Mingo Star, which is one of my favourite Mingo Star <laughs> ones um, that uh, that got to number 8 um, in the UK, um, then we have Top of the World by the Carpenters. Uh-huh. Top of the World, too. Um, that was down on creation, and the only explanation I can find. Um, yeah, apparently, apparently, the Carpenters originally intended it to be an album track, uh-huh. but then Lynn An- Anderson of Rose Garden fame um, got it to number two, she got it to number two <laughs> on the country charts, so they decided. Oh, maybe maybe it's quite a good song, mm. um, and I mean they wrote it. <laughs> um, yeah, what did I say? Got to number five in the UK. Yeah, so we've got about two more. Uh, we've got the most beautiful girl by Charlie Rich. You know, if you happen to see most beautiful girl, well, I suppose it must be. Yeah. That one. Well, I mean there may be others, but um, but yeah, number that, two that in the UK makes sense. Yeah. That's number two in the UK, but I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get to number two until 74 because I don't I think we would have seen it if it had been mm. that high then we have Time in a Bottle by Jim Crocky again okay whatever um, is that one of that's if I could sing Time uh, if, yeah I feel like I might know a cover of that yeah like either someone like Olivia Newton-John or Roger mm. Whittaker or somebody like that I say sometimes the titles feel more familiar than they, the songs themselves, don't they? You know, yeah, I mean, Olivia Newton-John was doing a lot of covers before she, you know, at the start of her career, where she was sort of crossing over from country to mm. she did a lot of sort of contemporary covers. Um, yes, true. But I mean, again, that's part of the country scene as well, wasn't it? There was a lot of you know the country writers, and I mean, I I, I get the impression that ONJ came from country and western, but I maybe maybe doing her an injustice with that a little bit different to some stories being that she's australian so it's mm. i know but uh, i just i just feel that, that her sound worked very well in country and western circles mm. i may be completely wrong but uh, to finish up with we've got albums u.s albums big big u.s albums of uh, 73 we've got seventh sojourn by the moody blues right uh, i don't know that one I did. I did sort of go through a lot of the Moody Blues albums. I downloaded mm. a load of them when I was on holiday once, but I don't think I. I'm not even sure I got as far as 
you know, I think I got through some of the 60s ones and yeah, and I quite enjoyed them, but uh, I thought they got a good sound. I just, I, I, it's funny, another one of those bands that had a lot of stuff that you, I'm just very unfamiliar with, you know. Then for five weeks, we have No Secrets by Carly Simon, ah, um, except for that one, yeah. The, the World is a Ghetto by War for two weeks. Okay. Uh, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player by Elton John for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dueling Banjos by uh, Eric Weisberg and Steve Mandel for three I weeks. I wonder why that was. <laughs> <laughs> Deliverance was about then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, then for two weeks, Lady Sings the Blues by Diana Ross. That's a soundtrack okay. album. Then Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper for one week. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd for one week. Aloha from Hawaii via satellite by Elvis Presley. Uh, Houses of the Holy by Led Zeppelin for two weeks. 67 to 70 by the Beatles. Cover, I think. Sorry, go on. It's our deep compilation. 67 to 70 by the Beatles. Uh, I don't don't know why that one did so well. I wonder if the other one... It looks like it was released about the same time as the the UK release, so, yeah, maybe maybe the other one wasn't quite as popular. Um... Then for three weeks, we had Red Rose Speedway by Paul McCartney and Wings. Okay. Um, and then for six, five, no, yeah, five weeks, Living in the Material World by George Harrison. Living in the Material World, <laughs> and I am a, not that one. The weird thing is, the cover has a sort of... Is it a, a tribute hand. album by Madonna, then, to George Harrison? Yeah. I never knew that. It's not an album I know particularly of, of, of his, and I have dabbled in. George Harrison solo album. Bit of George. The weird thing is, it has a, a sort of handprint to the cover, which is a little bit like the handprint that ABBA are using on their yeah, okay. new, new, some of their new promotional stuff. There's nothing um, new in the world, is there? <laughs> yeah. um, then we have for three weeks Chicago Six by Chicago. Right. Um, one week A Passion Play by Jethro Tull. Okay. Um, then Chicago. Then Chicago comes back for two weeks. Okay. Then five weeks, Brothers and Sisters, the Allman, ba- the Allman Brothers Band. Okay, I um, don't know that. Coat's Head Soup for four weeks by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from my birthday, my birthday until the end of the year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks is Goodbye Yellow Big Road by Alton John. Wow. So what you're saying is really you should have been born in the States, young man. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah I mean, such a how, child. It's funny how some of these people like Elton and Rolling Stones and George Harris still around. Well, I, I was going to say that their albums were seem to be bigger in the states than they were in their home countries. Mm. Not unusual, then. It's not unusual. Well, Martin, I think that's almost it for seventy-three. Okay, okay. Yeah, my birthday year, as I do my real birthday. <laughs> Um, but well, we will be doing 74 t- together because uh, we haven't done that yet. But all I'll say is, in 74, we have number ones by uh, the New Seekers, Mud, Susie Quattro, Alvin Stardust, Paper Lace, Terry Jacks, Abba, The Rubettes, Ray Stevens, Gary Glitter, Charles Aznavour, George McRae. The Three Degrees, The Osmonds, Carl Douglas, John Denver, Sweet Sensation, Ken Booth, David Essex, uh, and Barry White. It's going to be a busy uh, year, and I do feel you've finally reached peak homes. I think you've finally reached my wonder years. So <laughs> there we go. 
there's very few people that have more than one number one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a long episode next time. Yeah, I can see one of those acts. Listeners. <laughs> I can see one of those acts who have two number ones. Um, but other than that, and no sign of no sign of Slade in '74, or and, and T Rex were not really gone by now. Well, uh, shot the uh, Christmas bolt, you see. I mean, T Rex is still about. They're just not having number one songs. But uh, yeah, well, uh, we will um, we'll get back and <laughs> uh, record some more, and we'll have '74 for you soon soon enough. But uh, well, anyway, thank you very much, Martin. And uh, always a pleasure, Paul. Always a pleasure. And thanks for listening, listeners. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again soon. And after the end music, of course, we will have the return of Ick singing his favourite <laughs> songs from 73. Which is the only reason anyone ever listens to all our drivel, isn't it, really? Thank you very much. You take care. Yeah, bye bye. Are you uh, looking forward to hearing how Ick sings the uh, songs of your birth year? Well, to be honest, Comity, I uh, oh yeah, I am. I really am. You know, it, it, it it's uh, weird to sort of return to these songs because we had talked about them, but it was quite a while ago now, and we didn't talk about everything. We certainly didn't talk about the obscure things, and uh, yeah, and it feels kind of like a. You know, a completion of this mammoth project that we we've done. Well, you know, where we've been uh, covering so many years, we've almost uh, plugged that gap uh, that we've got. Only one more year after this, 1974, and then we'll have done a run from gosh, uh, 1960 to 1996 or something. There's still more to do, but it does feel like, well, that we've sort of achieved something. It's just, you know, very odd that we did it out of order, but it made sense at the time. Oh, yes, Paul, nobody would expect you to do anything in a normal order or anything normal at all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think that's, uh, I think, I think, I think that's uh, a compliment. It is, Paul. Yes, most definitely. Uh, so, do you think he's ready yet? I, I, I did have a look around the, uh, you know, his uh, 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 changing room. What is it called? Changing room? Oh, oh, yeah, like what an actor has. Um, behind stage Ch- changing room is yeah that's not quite the word I was thinking of but yeah 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 I know what you mean uh, it's cloak room dressing room dressing room oh we got there eventually <laughs> yeah oh gosh old age has struck oh Paul it has most certainly um, so yes you had a look around his dressing room yes and uh, he was wearing no clothes at all it was quite a shock. Oh, come on, you've seen him like that before. Oh, maybe just once or twice. No, actually, he had his dressing gown on. Gosh, yes. Uh, uh, I, 
I remember when he ordered that dressing gown, we had to make sure they got the right number of uh, arm sockets. Or Although his arms and legs look kind of similar in a way, they are most definitely not similar. Uh, and, and, yeah, it, uh, it was... Uh, it, it was it was quite a quite a palaver, eh? <laughs> uh, anyway, sorted, all sorted. Yes, Paul, all sorted. Oh yes, yes, most definitely sorted. Oh, I hear the theme music coming. Must mean that Ike is nearly ready to sing the big songs of 1973. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, me too, Paul, me too. <laughs> Listeners, get ready. Oh gosh. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh, such mysteries. <laughs> yeah, yeti. It's crazy. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. Hello, listeners. I'm here now to sing you some of my favorites and some of the biggest hits from the year 1973. Huh, okay. Ta-dum, ta-dum. Ta-dum, ta-dum. Ta-dum, ta-dum, dum. Ta-dum, ta-dum, dum, dum. Ta-dum, ta-dum. The blockbuster! Isn't there many of the words for that one? But I think I got the general spirit of the song. Come on, feel the noise. Girls, grab the boys. Make it wild, wild, wild. Make it wild, wild, wild. Oh, yeah. Come on, feel the noise. Girls, grab the boys. Make it wild, wild, wild. <laughs> Make it wild, wild, wild. <laughs> get, get down. You're a bad dog, baby. And get down. Yes. Um, tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. It's been ten long years. Do, 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 do. La, 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 do, 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 save all your kisses for me. Save all your kisses. Oh, I see what Martin read now. Oh, yes. See my baby drive. Do, 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 do. What a lazy ride. Do, do, do. Um, can the can. The can the can. Uh, moving on. Uh, oh, bullets. No, I don't remember that one. Squeeze me, please me. Mm, no. Oh, this one. Welcome home. Da, 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 da. Come on in. Do, 
Fantastic uh, uh, selection of songs there. Is that all I need to do? Yes, that's all you need to do. It was very good, wasn't it, Cromarty? Oh, yes. It was marvellous. Eek, you surpassed yourself. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. Let's all uh, uh, say thank you very much to Eek, and it's time to go now. Um, I, I think you're going to uh, send us off with uh, eye level, aren't you? Very good. Marvellous. Listeners, it's me, Paul the Shayetti. Just a, a little message, really. Um, I'm at St George's Hospital in Tooting. Uh, this is where I sometimes come for uh, well, my CPAP uh, and um, my, my leg problems. Uh, so I've been here a lot over the last few years. But I've not been here for nearly two years because of the pandemic. Actually, today I'm not here for me. I, this is a bit of a a secret mission actually now I think you know you know how we talked about of course Ick is very close now to giving birth it's not long till episode 500 and um, well he does have his specialist helpers uh, who, who you know like sister Ooh, and uh, and all that but um, uh, there's just a few little sort of last minute things that needed doing and getting them done here was the easiest way of achieving them so um, I thought that it would be very unlikely that we could sort of get an appointment at a normal hospital but um, apparently there are one or two doctors uh, in uh, this hospital or who know in this hospital who know a bit more about uh, extraterrestrials. So, um, so yes, we, we, he's got an appointment with somebody who uh, it, it knows about uh, Ick's situation, and it's only going to be a very quick appointment. 
it was just like a scene out of E.T. actually. Do you remember when E.T., they have to disguise him? Um, uh, and, well, that's kind of what happened with Ick today because he, he uh, we, we couldn't, we couldn't sort of fly here because it's just too central and um, so we just had to go on the train. We kind of had to disguise Ick. Now, he does have certain shape-changing abilities usually, but because he's so near to giving birth uh, I think some of those skills he just can't be bothered with it so we sort of dressed him up um, we, we, we made him look like he was going to a birthday party like he was in a costume um, even though you know it's way past Halloween and it's not yet Christmas um, but uh, yeah it felt a bit demeaning to be honest Nobody, nobody looked twice, of course. I mean, I think that's what he says um, when he goes out shopping, you know, in normal times, is that, is that nobody notices him. Nobody almost can't believe what they're seeing, so they they don't um, take it in. But, uh, so, yeah. Anyway, I've just delivered him uh, with the doctor who's seeing him, and I'm waiting outside uh, because they don't want too many people in the hospital still. Uh, because of everything that's been going on, understandably. And I'm waiting for a phone call to come pick him up again. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a little adventure today. Taking it to the hospital, to a normal hospital. I I really never thought this would be happening, but I'm glad I could help. But uh, I think everything's fine. I hope everything's fine. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see. Oh, I think... I think um, I just got a text. I wonder if that. I better go. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know uh, how how it how it goes. Hi, listeners. Uh, just a quick addendum to that first message. I've just had uh, a text and a quick phone call. It's ready to be picked up. Everything's fine. Everything's good. We're going to get him home. He's just got to have as much rest as possible, and um, hopefully, maybe we'll get to speak to him. Um, uh, 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 in a second <laughs> uh, but not not if I don't get up on my feet and go and pick him up so well go and collect him go, go and take him home anyway so right yes all good news everything's fine alright bye for now Aww, that was a whopper Whee. oh Paul he's so sweet Four nine three nine four hundred and ninety three three four nine three nine four hundred and ninety three four nine three nine Come on. <laughs> He's always in the kitchen at parties. I can confirm that we haven't done 74 as well, so we can do we can do that uh, another time. So 